Hello, everyone, and welcome to Grip Lock Foundation Disc Golf's weekly podcast. I'm Hunter, joined as always by Trevor. Uh, welcome to the off season. Welcome. The time has arrived. We, I'm you actually, are here. I'm, you have, you are here. You have made it. Uh, <laughs> we had, we're gonna start the off season with a little tangent. Not really even. We just had a caller last night that we picked up the phone. We're like, "Hello," and the person goes, "Is this me?" <laughs> we're like, "Yeah, what's going on?" He's like, it, "It's me. I'm here." We're like, "Yes." It's like winning the <laughs> we were lottery talking to getting you. into that show. <laughs> we somebody just thought it wasn't. But anyways, uh, you're here. You've made it. This is you. Uh, welcome to the off. Welcome to the off season. We have some some different segments. Hunter, are you crying right now? I yawned before oh, the show okay. started. Yeah, man. I'm a Sorry. cry. I'm a young cryer. And, I didn't mean and to even if he you. was, man, and even <laughs> if he was, you know what? I can't get a little emotional. The disc golf season's <laughs> over. All right. So what if I, I want to like, cry? I feel like the weight of the world is off our shoulders because now, like, we don't have to worry about predicting things and getting them wrong every time. That's true. So like, there's there's a lot to be to be said for that because I wish we had our next year. I think we're gonna like have to keep track of like an overall record. Yeah, we definitely because should. I'm pretty sure like within like the top the like, guessing top three players, I. I think we probably averaged like one between one out of three, between one out of six. Oh, between probably both of us. Between, yeah. Now there were some that no, we hit between there FBO some and MBO. I'm saying. Oh, well, yeah, okay. We would okay. go like That's one for true. six every time. It's bad. That is probably pretty close. Uh, we're definitely gonna keep you up to date with any uh, storylines that develop this offseason. Uh, there should be a decent amount of free agency. Not a lot of high profile free agency, from what I've understood. Um, looks like a lot of the high profile players are locked down for a little bit but there should be some decent movement happening and uh, we'll keep you up to date as that happens and we're also going to introduce several segments that uh, we are very excited about I think you will really enjoy um, that'll help you just you know we got stay, some fun stay, segments. stay in love with disc golf through the off season yeah you know? we're, we're this here. isn't a sad time it's a scary time it's a scary time it's a good thing you just got into di- <laughs> <laughs> yeah you just got into disc golf and, and you're scared because this is like let's say this is your first off season we'll like, be your tour guide yeah, through the off season. yeah you're like what are we gonna do it's like well guess what we're gonna be out there in the snow in 28 degrees in january and we're still gonna be throwing paper plates can't wait so <laughs> yeah we're here there is no off season is what we're saying no. am i here is this me? You're, You're here. here. This is you. You've arrived. Uh, so let's just start off with some disc golf contracts. The first one that we've heard since last week's show, um, this is actually the only one we've heard, I believe, since last week's show, was Kristen Tatar has signed a $500,000 deal over the next four years. Um, the thing that we aren't sure about that deal uh, based on the Instagram post they made is whether or not that's well, 500000 guaranteed or not. Did we talk about the Drew one last week? I believe we did. Yeah, we did. We definitely we did. did. Yeah, and then and then I think, oh yeah, we did because I remember like that morning there was posts about. See, it. now this is what's interesting because people were saying this last night. Um, mm-hmm. Is Ulti World posted? Kristen Tatar signed a four-year sponsorship extension with Latitude worth a guaranteed five hundred thousand. No, but um, what sources? sources? That's what they don't they don't say according to anything. So yeah. if they took it from the Instagram, then they just are. That's bad journalism if they... Because the only reason I'm even questioning it is if we go to their Drew Gibson article... Um, Do they say guaranteed in that one too? Signs a lifetime deal uh, that guarantees to pay out millions of dollars. Right. The player total to world. But that one says the player total. Okay. So well, that's just Drew being... That's Drew being Drew. Drew's doing his little spin cycle. We'll talk about that more in a second. Um, but yeah, so I'm not sure because the yeah, Instagram it, post just says we that Kristen Tatar signed a deal worth five hundred thousand dollars. The Ultra World article doesn't say where it got it from; just says that it's guaranteed five hundred thousand dollars. And those yeah. are two very different things. I hate, yeah, I hate to break it to you, but 
um, you can't, if you don't have a source to at least back up where that came from and then the Instagram post that's public knowledge doesn't say, say something it, different and you can't say guaranteed. That's a very strong word in sports contract world. Guaranteed is like, is like the golden word. Yeah. And I tell you right now, I mean, it'd be awesome if Christian Tatar signed a four year, 500 guaranteed yeah, contract. Yeah, I hope it is a guarantee. That would but be awesome. But I just don't think that, I don't think that happened. Yeah. From that's, that's what, so that's a topic I want to bring up here. Based right? on the Instagram post. Is we have the Christian Tatar deal, five hundred thousand dollars over four years. They, yeah. How Latitude said is it's going to be worth half a million dollars, or could be worth half a million dollars, whatever. But nowhere in it did it say guaranteed. Right. So we don't know what could, exactly that means. Probably, that could realistically mean fifty thousand dollars a year, which is uh, what is that? It could two hundred thousand. It could mean anything, and it then could, it could mean bonuses that, up to five hundred. Yeah, 000. it could literally mean, oh, we have a bonus in this contract where if you win three world titles in a row, we pay you out four hundred thousand dollars. But that's the only way you're seeing four hundred thousand dollars of this contract. Like it's that's extreme. <laughs> that but is like, very extreme. You get what we're saying? Like the bonus, like they could word that however they want when they use very basic language of in the post like that. Like <clears throat> worth five hundred thousand dollars could mean so many things. Yeah. So, so. we have that deal. Worth five hundred thousand. It's still a lot of money. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure she's being paid well. So yes. Good yes. for her for sure. And then we have the Drew Gibson deal. Yeah. Where he posted it. He signed a multi million dollar disc golf contract, only for more and more information to be released. And it turns out he he started a disc golf business. Basically, yeah. my missing steps there. That's like basically if I started a lemonade stand and was like. Um, I just signed a new contract with my lemonade stand worth a billion dollars because it might make a billion dollars if it gets franchised. There's the, there's the possibility for yeah. it to make a billion dollars. Yeah. When you do it, when you're talking about business, literally there is an infinite amount of money possibility. Technically, yeah, and there's also an infinite amount of risk. Because right. like, so Drew Gibson's agent went on the Nick and Matt show. Uh, he works with like this disc golf pro management group thing, and um, he went on the Nick and Matt show. And the agent said that basically why that post was made was twofold. One, their stats and analytics guy basically said there's no way Drew's new business venture doesn't make millions of dollars. That's just ridiculous. Which like... That can't be true. You can't say there's no way. Yeah. I, I agree. All signs point to Drew's new business venture yeah. being what very happens, successful. What happens if one of your machines malfunctions and you can't make any discs? What happens if there's a supplier shortage and you can't get enough material? Like you can't say there's no way. There's yeah. too many too many variables in business. Well, also, what if you order, you're like, hey, you know, EV7, we sold 50,000 of these things. Uh, this is going to be just as popular. Let's let's order 100,000 on the drop. And then right. you sell 25,000, and now you have 75,000 discs worth of overhead. Yeah, and it's still, that, that goes against your <laughs> yeah, now money. Yeah, you're now you might be going under there. Uh, not saying that's going to happen. Like I said, all signs point to this new business venture for the Drew key, being very successful. Yeah, it's the, just, why not announce it as a new business venture instead of trying to put us all in the spin cycle and say you signed a multi-million dollar disc here, And here's the thing too about that is like, I, I think this is kind of a, it's, it also, he kind of paints it like, well, yeah, I'm just going to keep selling discs for the rest of my life. Like, but when you're, when you're tying these discs pretty directly to your name. We haven't heard the brand name. Yeah. It's going to be under Gibson Industries as far as we know. Right. But we don't know if it's so, going to be something unless different. Unless you're able to create discs that gain popularity as like a main manufacturer, which is really hard to do when the market share is what it is right now. Unless you're able to do that, then you're only going to be selling discs as long as you're playing on tour and good. So like that's, that's also another challenge that you have to like factor in. Like if you retire 10 years from now, and your discs never really caught on mainstream. People kind of just threw them because you threw a couple molds and they liked them. Then it's going to die out. 
Yeah, I, I can guarantee you when it first drops, he's going to sell a lot. Yes. If he that makes, initial drop. He's going to make a mid-range that flies like a buzz. People will buy a lot of them. Yeah, that sure. initial drop will go well but for But you him. can't just be like, okay, now let's take that number and multiply that by the amount of years I'm going to be living no. and that's how much money I'm going to make. No, because <laughs> it, the hardest part is keeping that hype yeah. as it goes on because then it just... Because we also don't know who's manufacturing these discs. Especially if the disc comes out, everybody throws it, likes it, but then it's like, yeah, but my buzz does the same thing in there, and like I, I like the buzz more. Or like <laughs> so, I like the plastic better of this disc. Right. So it's there's an infinite number of factors that go into it. Um, but no pun intended. I'll put it this way. But it, I think it, here's the thing that I hate so much about like this whole situation is the actual thing that happened of Drew starting the business. I love. Yeah. And if Drew would have posted, mm-hmm. hey. Super stoked to be launching this new business venture. We would just be hyping it up. Yeah, right be now. like, sick, this is amazing. I just don't like because you don't know the waves it could cause of like, I'm Adam Hammes, right? And I see someone that I'm like kind of competitive with week in and week out, and Drew Gibson say he signed a multi million dollar deal. And I'm Adam, and I'm like, hey, I have a negotiation call with Discraft today. I'm mm. worth millions of dollars. Like, there's no way I'm not. I mean, if I'm Drew Gibson, I don't really care. No, if I'm Drew Gibson, I don't care. I'm I was saying say, that as a disc golf world, I say it's kind of like Drew Gibson's kind of like an every man. For, like he's kind of like, kind of like the lone the lone wolf out there already because he's just not playing for manufacturers. I know, I'm just saying, like I, I will it's say misleading this too. information. Yes, I will say this too though. Like I, if I were him, I would have just never even backed down at all because nobody actually really knows like not well he didn't really back down well he no but he like he said that and then he provided more information gave more and more and more information you didn't have to do that we would have just we would have just like just gone like, with what you frick, said like and a lifetime like, deal with infinite yeah, we would have hopefully he's getting paid enough we would have speculated some things but like i i think like if you're if you're going to be the guy that stirs the pot which i love that in disc golf like i love when people just like throw stuff out there that gets people talking because that's just how things should be it's more exciting if you're going to do that, then just kind of like throw it out there and just drop the mic. Like, yeah. don't, don't, you don't have to like go back and explain to people and like, well, this is what I, act. Nah, just do it. Just you do know, it. whatever. We'll talk uh, about it. Now back to the Chris and Sitar 500K over four years. One thing that I think is extremely exciting about this um, is in the Lad 264 post, and I think she's said it, is this will allow her to tour more in the U.S. So mm. guaranteed or not guaranteed, it's enough money to make her more comfortable with well, spending the resources over here. You know what? Maybe that tour. That's something we didn't really think about is maybe part of the value of that contract is like uh, has to do with travel and lodging fees, which is technically guaranteed. It's just right. not money. Right. That would be more so of a guaranteed thing. That's for, so that that's something we didn't consider. Yeah. Maybe they're like, hey, we're guess what? We're going to get you an RV over there. You're going to you're going to tour in that. And like, that's part of what we're regardless. It, it was also exciting to see a deal of this value, no matter how they got to the value, be given to one of the top FPO players. Because again, this is the type of deal the where numbers are starting to be public, where it, it helps players to a certain extent with their negotiations and understanding what they're worth. Because yeah. now if you're someone who is a top player in the FPO side, right? Let's say you're a Haley King. Um, and you know, like, hey, my deal should be up here. Because like Kristen yeah. Tatar doesn't have a bigger like social media poll or she's not doing anything like you can't it's not like a Simon situation where you can be like well of course Simon's gonna be worth more yeah. even if you're beating him because look at his YouTube poll and look at his branding yeah. poll look at all this stuff Simon has going on outside of disc golf Kristen has a good social media but yeah. it's not like she's doing a ton extra outside of disc golf right. so if you're someone who competes with a regular on the course and you can look at this and be like 
I need to like my deal should be competitive because if yeah. not, I need to shop around and get well, a good outfit. There's like a very dangerous game going on right now because what's happening, which is this is this part is a really good thing, is like the contract details to some extent are being like before, like a player would be re-signed, you didn't even hear about it. But like now we're hearing about con- like manufacturers like, okay, it's it really like gives us a lot of positive PR when we post these deals and like some of the details. And like so that's cool and it's great for like us as as fans and followers of the sport to like see what's happening as far as contracts because that's just a really interesting thing. Yeah. What's what's getting interesting is the more that these contracts come out, the more that because disc golf contracts are already very incentive based and a lot of times sales based if you're like selling discs like trying to move discs for a company which is a part of a lot of contracts, there's going to be a lot of sketchy numbers thrown out because companies are going to have to feel like they need to stretch those numbers to make their contracts sound just as legit as the next guy. And they want to outdo, you know, the other manufacturer and it's just going to kind of keep yeah. getting more and more crazy. And I just think it's going to be fascinating to see like, you know, what, like when are, I don't, I don't know if we'll ever see a contract be released and it's like, yep. Um, you know, Chris Dickerson just signed for three years, $100,000 a year guaranteed. Like, that's just the contract. Like, it's always going to be, we're going to see a lot of this, like, obscure language. Well, what like, I'm, worth up what to I'm wondering is... It, it's always more exciting to type more zeros when we're talking well, about yes, players. Yes, but I'm wondering if this is going to eventually put pressures on manufacturers to give players bigger contracts than they can actually afford. Oh, I completely agree. Like, for yeah. instance, let's stick with the, the Chris Dickerson thing. I know he just re-signed. Let's just go this hypothetical. I'm painting you in a different reality here. Okay. Chris Dickerson comes out. And Prodigy announces we just signed Chris Dickerson to a three-year deal worth over two million dollars, right? Yeah. Just like a now, I'm Kevin Jones. My contract is also up. I'm also with Prodigy. Right. Right. So now I'm going to Prodigy, and it's like not only like Chris Dickerson and Kevin Jones, pretty comparable uh, when it comes to like playing on the course. Chris Dickerson has had a little bit more success with majors and stuff like that, but. Week in and week out, I think Kevin Jones and Chris Dickerson, one of them could beat the other any week, right? Yeah. And again, they're both players that don't have a ton going on on social media outside. So we got to look at play, brand, stuff like that. I think Kevin Jones and Chris Dickerson, pretty similar value comps there. So we're, we're prodigy. And Kevin Jones comes to me and is like, hey, just saw you announce the Chris Dickerson deal. You know, uh, super excited to get into my negotiations. So now you're prodigy and you're like, here's we got to put out, we got to put that out for another player. Here's the interesting <laughs> thing. Because like, I agree that... There could be a mess if like these contracts keep going up and up and up and like there's pressure to raise them for manufacturers. The key though is it's only really going to matter for the most part if it's guaranteed money because like yes I wonder and I wonder where because um, obviously like if you if you just tell Chris Dickerson we're just going to up your royalties on discs we're not going to make quite as much money we're not going to lose money and you're just you now have a potential. Well, yeah, if you sell 10,000 discs, you're going to make, you know, $100,000 or whatever. Um, so they can just say that all they want. That's not really going to hurt them. Um, but the key is, I wonder, you know, when disc golfers are going to get to the point where they start saying, no, 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 we need to have more guaranteed money than we have just this incentive money. That's, I, think it's, I think it's different type of people who want different things. That's when it gets troublesome, though, because that's when you have a manufacturer that's like, okay, you know what, guys? We can we can offer Kevin Jones seventy thousand guaranteed because we're gonna make it back in disc sales. Like he sells us those discs, and then he doesn't sell those discs for whatever reason. That's when you're gonna have the problem. Well, that's what I'm wondering. Is though I agree with you. The royalty thing I think is how a lot of these contracts are structured right now, 
and it it can even be like type of player. It can also be like, hey, the FX2, Chris, you helped us design it. You're going to be getting three dollars per disc, and we guarantee we're going to run uh. 50,000 of them this yeah, year. Yeah, that's true. If they guarantee they can run a certain We'll amount. guarantee we'll run 50,000, but there's not a cap. We'll, we right. can run more or whatever, but 50,000 is a minimum, so that way you have like a little bit of guaranteed on top of your actual guarantee, plus travel stipends, blah, blah, blah. Crunch numbers, boop, 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 boom. Worth $3 million. Uh, that type of deal, I agree with you. Like, There's a little less risk on the company, but what I'm wondering is like, as this starts to happen more and more, um, it's going to be harder and harder for companies. Like if you if you have, let's just look at Discraft, right? They signed Paul Paul to a ten year ten mil guaranteed, ten year ten mil, yeah, right? Yeah. Their focus uh, is going to be we have to get the value out of that ten year ten mil. Right. They might now their goal might be let's get that value out of that ten mil in the next two three years. So then the rest of it we can we already just got it we got the Paul fund set aside yeah and we can just let that kind of run and then we'll can pick up other players that might be what they're doing but if not then if you're a player like Adam Hammonds you got to wonder at Discraft like how high can yeah. I get yeah what's the cap room right now well yeah well not even like money wise but like attention wise because oh, yeah, sure. Discraft has to make that ten mil back yeah. and they're paying paid so they're very be, handsomely yeah they're well. gonna be pushing their product super hard yeah so like they you yeah. know you got paul you know you got page which are both have big time very contracts true. with discraft it's very true and i'm adam hammes and i'm like i i now deserve a big time contract i'm getting to that point you know is it going to be a point where like discraft's like well, we have to keep hammes and it's like okay well now we have to take another risk here yeah and like i don't think discraft or innova There's is almost, almost even so close to spreading themselves too thin but if you take this on someone like mvp or some, it's actually MVP is a great example because they are starting to, but up until recently, having control of their own manufacturing. So, like, right, let's right. say that MVP when they signed Conrad, let's say it was a bigger, big, big, big time deal. It was a big time deal, but let's just say it was like a Paul level deal where they're guaranteeing Conrad a million dollars a year, and then there's a plastic shortage where uh, their manufacturers like, hey, we don't have enough machine time for you. Right. Like, uh oh. Like, there's just so many variables. Or the employees with that. go on strike. Yeah. There you go. Or the employees go on strike. Yeah. I mean, anything can happen with that. But I'm just wondering if we're gonna see, and if we do, what company, like a manufacturer that just like takes the wrong risk. It's like you know what? I'm betting. I'm betting on this player. I really think they can do it. We need them. You know, all, everything says they're gonna be valued like seven hundred fifty thousand guaranteed a year. We we need to lock them down for four years, and then it's like. Yeah, if I, I mean, if I were a company in this current landscape, what I would probably do is just I would be the company who's offering super, super because I think like players who are very confident in their ability are going to be very attracted to very high bonus incentive contracts where like if they can see it and be like, oh, all I got to do is be consistently in the top 10 and I'm going to be making a ton of money. Like there are some players like that and then some who are probably like, I really need to just make sure I can pay rent. Or I need to make yeah. sure I can pay for gas. That's so, what I'm saying. Is there's two different types of people. Yeah. There, and there's actually three because you just brought up another one. There's like the play base where they're like, look, I don't care about disc royalties, but I know I'm going to be in the top five right. in every pro tour. So just give me bonuses for that and I'll meet the, it. Then you have like the marketer. The marketing people of like, hey, I know I can move discs regardless. So yeah. just give me fat royalties on my discs with right. no cap room and let me do my thing. And then you have the people who just want no pressure on them at all throughout the year and are like, no, I want guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If I was a company right now in this landscape, I would be offering up super, super high uh, like bonuses um, 
like bonus heavy contracts, if, whether for selling discs or for finishing, just because I think there's going to be enough good players that will take that. And I, I just wonder where the line is drawn in the sand, though, where it's like, when are companies taking advantage of players because they just can throw so many zeros into a contract when they're not promising anything, really? They're well, just imagine- like, it's all on you, which, I mean, to be fair, that's kind of how this works. But you have to, when you sign a player, you're basically saying you are valuable to us and you really need to promise them well, something. Well, it's like back in the day, money. the when the great prodigy draw of 2012 happened yeah, or whatever it the was. Golden State Warriors of yeah. disc golf. When like everyone, Prodigy started, everyone went to Prodigy. From what I understand, a big part of it was they were promising ownership stake and like percentage of profits. So they weren't making profits. But the thing is, when you start a business, your first few years, you're reinvesting most of, if not all of the profits back into the business. Yeah. So it sounded great and all the players were like, oh, with all of us behind it, you know, we can, you know, this is going to make us so much money. And then the first few years happened and it's like, why aren't we making money? And Prodigy's like, well, we're growing. Mm-hmm. Like, so it was kind of like a, I don't think that was like a Prodigy intentionally misleading because I think they were setting players up like Will Shoestrick for long-term success where Will has stuck with them and right. I'm sure is now a part owner. I think Kayla Visca's in the same boat where they're like part owners of Prodigy, right? Yeah. Um, as far as I know. And so that sets them up for long-term success, but it was a long-term play. Like basically... If you weren't a lifetime prodigy, if you weren't going to be lifetime prodigy when you signed that initial deal, it right. wasn't a good deal right. for you. And I'm wondering if like players can, I think that's why it's important to have agents and stuff like that in. Yeah. Because they can kind of see through it and know, hey, I'm, I'm representing, I'm representing Ricky, right? And I know Ricky's desires is he, he wants a bonus heavy contract with a lower guarantee because he's very confident in what he can do. And that's what motivates him yeah. is the finishing places. So if I go to a manufacturer and it's all just royalties, no guarantee, and very bad bonus structure, I'm like, that's a bad deal for Rick, even though it might be looking like, oh my word, I can make so much money. But then the agent can be like, hey, I understand my client and I can read through all the legal mumbo jumbo to see this isn't a good deal for him. Uh, I think stuff like that is where agents are going to be very important because you can't expect a player to be able to go into a business contract negotiation for themselves. And like have all that pressure already on of like, it. I need to find the best offer. And you might have player com- companies like, hey, if you go here, other offers we're pulling this one. Like this yeah. is a, this is a one time deal. And you got like all this pressure on you of like, I if I don't sign this now, like what if I don't hear a better well, deal? Blah, a lot blah, of, blah blah. There's a lot of emotion involved too yeah. because a lot of times you've been playing for this company for how long? Yeah, like you got the be, CEO crying on the other end. Be, like please don't be, leave they're me. They're gonna be pulling on your heartstrings a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's where I think agents just. Yeah, they take 10% or whatever it is, but There's a reason they're there. It separates you from the company to where you can have someone vouch for you and the whole idea of the agent is they're going to make your contract more than 10% if you did it yourself. Right. So they're going to pay for themselves and then some. Yeah. If it's a good agent. Right. That's the biggest thing is Must getting them. a good agent. Yeah. I mean, the agent does his job or he gets fired. That's how it works in the sports yeah. world. Like <laughs> you got you got a job to do. Yeah, but that's where I I definitely think it's going to be an interesting landscape as especially more and more contracts get public. I love the contracts being public. I do wish we would see the word guaranteed uh in there a little bit more, but I understand why we don't. Um but I, I do like the whole idea though of it allows players to kind of see their worth, know what they're worth going into negotiations, but I do think it's going to be interesting to keep an eye on manufacturers to see, like, are any kind of spreading themselves thin, taking big risks, or are they being smart? Um, Dynamic Discs, I think, is a a very interesting one to constantly keep our eyes on because 
they still to this day don't have a big big time player mm-hmm. but they have a lot of good personalities and they're doing just fine like that to where right, they've kind of set themselves up in a way that a lot of other companies haven't because like they're basically not depending on the they're players. not depending on the player exactly to where if they sign a big time player that's great. It right. would do a lot for their brand, but they're able to make it without one. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And they're doing just fine I without one. Yeah. I don't, I mean, obviously I mean, just look at Discraft. Discraft just kicks butt these days and. But well, you, you rewind yeah. 10 years ago. Do you remember, ago, do you remember Discraft before Paul got there? They were, they were okay. They were fine. Like, the discs but, were the same. Yeah. That, but they were not nearly what, like nowadays you can't go to any course of that. Like the, Discraft is what you see the most of. Yeah. Where it used to be Innova. Is there a common denominator there? I don't know. You tell yeah, me. That's <laughs> what, I mean, that's the, I think that's what we've seen is when Paul was with Innova, Innova was always the king, right? Innova was always yeah. the big dog. Well, they, and so, they, and they had, and yeah, cause they had already set that foundation through. Yeah. With Barry Schultz, Barry Ken Climo, Avery Jenkins, all of them. every, every big time player back then was Innova. Yeah. Um, and so we hadn't in the market really seen how much do players actually mean to these companies. Right. And like, then the Paul shift happens yeah. and you can look around you and be like, I think that's kind of what happened to manufacturing is everyone had a wake up call of like, holy cow, look how much one player just did. Yeah. Like now good luck going to the course and not seeing at least a Discraft disc. Right. Years yeah. ago, if I saw a disc that wasn't a buzz from Discraft, I had to pick it up and be like, what the heck is this? Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh my word, the Stratus kind of feels cool. I might, yeah. I might throw one. I don't know what the heck it does, but you know what I mean? It was a very rare thing. Uh, and then that shift happened. I think that's where companies really started to like wake up and be like, if we can get the right player throwing our discs, it makes the world a it, difference. Yeah, it is. A, it's a lot simpler than you think to get become popular as a company. It really can, um, comes Even down to the MVP right players. has made a massive stride oh, this year. so much. And that was with, obviously, and James Conrad had won a, Worlds. But they already before, had a great product. That's the yeah. other thing that tells you is MVP. We see MVP come in all the time. And I'm telling you right now, if you have not like checked out MVP or Axiom, I'm not just trying to be a marketer right now because I, I don't, I'm not affiliated he with them. He hates MVP, but he has to say no. this. <laughs> their, their product is amazing. It every really is. every disc you pull out, they're never they're consistent. They just look great. Like, I've said it multiple times. It's so hard for me not to go full gyro. It's, it's fantastic plastic, and they don't even even if you're not in the gyro technology, there's the a streamlined disc. Yeah. Same same made and by they the same all feel really But good. the thing yeah. is, they've been doing this for years, right? So like they it's already just, they already had the product. I'm like the perfect example, right? For years and years before the James comrade deal i hated mvp yeah for no reason no reason at all I, n- I never threw it i refused to throw it i just couldn't stand the only people i saw throwing it were players who were like kind of new to the sport had their bag full of it and told me it made them throw 50 feet farther yeah and i was like that's just not the case yeah we tested it might have been the case it doesn't matter yeah, a little bit the um case. but I just refused to throw it. It just had the, and I think that a lot of the disc golf world just had this weird stigma around MVP. Yeah. It's like, you don't touch that crap. Like, yeah, it's no, just a no. rec, rec company. Yeah. But then James Comrade signed. I was like, you know, I'll try some stuff. And then I like through the pilot, fell in love with it, through the envy, fell in love with it, through the lift, fell in love with it. I'm like, the frick, dude. Like, my whole bag is going to be this stuff. Yeah. There, there are a lot of companies. And then he won worlds with it, which like validated me. I'm like, right. okay. There, okay. are, there are a lot of companies out there yeah. that are making really good discs. And so like at that point, it just, it all comes down Everyone's to putting out good plastic right now. And players are, players are king. And like, this is, this is how it works in, in like everything pretty much. Like well, that's what I'm interested influencing to see is, like, is the biggest, like one of the biggest industries there is for this reason. Who I'm interested to see who is like the next market shift that happens. Like Paul's obviously locked in. He's gonna be a discraft for life. 
Um, but like there's no, I don't think the next player who's able to kind of get that would be Eagle or Simon. So like you think if it, I would be huge if Eagle left Discmania, right? Probably and went to Gateway. Yeah, it would hundred percent be Eagle or Simon. If, no, no, hear this out. Eagle leaves and goes to Gateway. Yeah, I like it. People would start throwing Gateway. You start seeing wizards everywhere. Especially, especially Simon. Especially, people get on me for saying especially. It doesn't accident. matter, man. Say what you want. I just don't want the comments <laughs> to hurt my feelings. Say what feeling. you want, man. Especially if Simon did because he's in so many because of his like YouTube with the vlogs. Yeah. That that would be huge. I'm those two guys are like I, like obviously like you got players like Ricky, Calvin, Dickerson, like really good players, but you don't you're not paying attention as much to like they don't have the disc pool. I don't think. That I don't other- know because one thing that I've noticed, Ricky went to Innova, so it's hard to see like a spike in Innova. Ricky, consistent. Ricky was at the top of his game when he was at Prodigy. He moved to Latitude, and people weren't throwing lat. What? He was at the top of his game when he was a prodigy. Okay, he was like a top two player in the world. Like he was losing. Yeah, but then he was a number one player in the world when he was at Latitude. Okay, so okay, this just helps my point. So he goes to Latitude. He's yeah. the number one player in the world. I don't. I did not see people throwing Latitude no. left and right. Yeah, okay, here is my question. Here is my point, though. He went from Latitude to Innova. Yes. Right. Uh, which Innova already has always been a consistent popular, seller. You're right. not going to see a spike in Innova sales. Yeah. What we have noticed it's is pigs. a massive drop in harp sales. Yeah, no, I, I, I think so. I think with guys like Ricky or maybe Dickerson, I think they have enough pool that like whatever their main signature disc that like the commentators are always talking about, the free marketing, um, like the pig or the harp, they can pull a disc like that. But like with Paul, like people were throwing his whole back. Like that's what that's that's where the difference lies, I think. Where like like if Eagle and Simon, like people love Dismania, they want to throw DD threes well, and P twos and MD threes because they throw it. I mean, how many people throw that European open glow MD three just because Eagle? Well, we do have to think it. too. Well, a hundred percent agree, great disc. B uh, one thing we have to talk <laughs> think about think through though. <laughs> one thing we have to think through is the tie with Paul Eagle uh, Simon. Was it was all in a way tied to Innova, who was the big dog, right? It's true. So the the move away from Innova, I think, was a bigger move than like latitude to Innova, right? For Rick. So I think what it was was basically like everyone had been throwing Innova, Innova, Innova. Paul was the reason people put like the Thunderbird in their bag. You know what I mean? The Mick yeah. Pro, like his own plastic line and stuff like that. Big influence in that aspect. But then when Paul leaves Innova. And mm-hmm. goes to a different company. So he was the top guy at Innova, left Innova, went to a different company. I think that's why we saw such a drastic pull is it just like was unfathomable to everyone. You know what I mean? Of like, holy frick, like, and especially he went to Discraft, which like not a lot of people were throwing. Yeah. And then he started throwing stuff and it just got everyone curious. Whereas with Latitude, like Ricky went from Prodigy to Latitude. Um, and But like he wasn't going from like an insanely popular brand to a non-popular brand, Latitude and Prodigy were like on the same playing field kind of. That's what you're saying. So like people might have taken the one disc out of their bag and put the harp in, but it wasn't like my full bag is Prodigy I do, and so yeah. it's 80% of the disc I, golf market and it's like someone just shifted to this and is playing extremely well I with agree it. with that to some sense, but I think if you reverse the roles, it's still Paul. It doesn't matter. I agree. I agree Paul has more pull than Rick yeah. on the market. Wherever I'm just he saying, goes, he's still gonna, people are going to change their whole I'm bag. saying if Paul had come up with Latitude, it, it might look a little different. It would, a little bit, yeah. Uh, and I think the same thing can be said of like, I think people were so willing to try MD3s and PD2s and stuff because it was champion and star plastic. Like it was mm-hmm. what we already loved. That's why I, the only reason I threw the MD3 
was someone told me it was a beadless rock three. And I was like, yeah. that sounds amazing. I don't these like days, the bead. These days, though, I, I don't even think, I think a lot of people that get into this these days probably don't even know that Dismania was tied to Innova. No. Well, I mean, they have to because the big announcement just happened. But Well, they probably were caught up to speed. But they but, probably didn't get into it because it was tied to Right, Innova. right. They just yeah. got into it because Simon and Eagle. What I'm saying now. is that's why I think that so Discmania was able to build a big following is you also had players like Sexton. You had Paul put the yeah, FD3 in no, his bag. That, that is the reason. You had so much... Cr- Germ definitely had some diss in his bag. You yeah. had so much crossover that it wasn't just Simon and Eagle. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that, in a way, built Simon and Eagle up and up and up and up. Because yes. you also had Avery Jenkins, who was a much bigger name back then. Yeah. He was a big Discmania guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, as a, somebody who threw Innova, I... It just made sense. I had an S line P two because Paul used that as his driving putter. Like I tried out PD twos, FDs. That's what I think attributed a lot to Discmania's initial success and their ongoing success. Is like I will forever want to throw an MD three because I fell in love with it when it was an Innova. Well, the biggest thing is too is you could throw, you could have an all Innova bag aesthetic and have Discmania disc in it and not change that aesthetic. It's still like under the same manufacturer and like you didn't feel like you were throwing a mixed bag. That was like a huge point because there's a lot of people who don't like throwing mixed bags yeah for yeah. the aesthetic i definitely i'm curious to see what that next player is though like the i mean, next, i think that i think that a brody move. move would be a big deal yes that would be yes that would be um i definitely be interesting brody would brody i didn't add him to that list but he's this he's similar like if he were to move to any company like people are going to start throwing those i discs. feel like adam ham is a few years from now would be depending on where he went could be a, a decently big move I think if he, he moves right have, now, nothing. I don't know, do you have, think he's becoming doesn't more have the and media. more? Do you think he's becoming more and more unlikable to where people are going to stop? Like he's going to kind of fizzle out. How so? Just uh, just because I feel like he's getting so much attention, like with his hot takes, and that might that's be, Austin might Hannum. Be, I'm so Hammers. sorry, I didn't even hear what you said. I'm I said sorry. Adam Hammers. I'm sorry, Silly gears. different person. So sorry. I, uh, I was like, I was like, how is Adam yeah, Hammers coming unlikable? <laughs> I was like, I I like the dude something? doesn't say anything. I think the thing about Hammers is, I think in today, like so, like. For instance, Paul was able to build his brand off of winning, but mm-hmm. it was like serial winning, like excessive winning. Yeah. I think these day, this day and age, it is very hard to build a brand solely off of winning. So even if a guy like Ham is and goes through like in the next 10 years of his career and he's winning like two to three events a year, which I think is a pretty good season for the next 10 years, that's not enough. I think you're going to... That's true. You need it's to enough, It's yourself. enough to be pretty darn relevant, but not to be like... The mover and shaker and disc off. I guess we also have to remember Adam Hammers, I think, is about the same age as Eagle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think nah, so. Nah, I think Ham is I think Ham is, Maybe is, like, is a younger. Like I think Eagle, two? Oh, Eagle Eagle's two years older than me. I think Hammers is like the same age or or even a year younger than me. Probably the same age as me. Okay, but like two years. Get on that, Connor. <laughs> two years it's not like a, a No, drastic. he's definitely young. Yeah. And Ricky's also kind of young. Is. Yeah. Ricky's also kind of young. I think Ricky's are like 27, 28. I think Ricky is, yeah. Or 26. Maybe like 27. I'm looking up Ricky's age. Okay. I just feel like when we talked about, when I'm like talking about it, I just picture, uh, he's 28. I just picture okay. Eagle as. He's still, he's up there. Yeah, he is. Well, Eagle's 24. Eagle's the same age as you. We're positive with that? Yeah, he's born in 97. 23. He's not born in 98. He's a year younger than me. Oh, wow. Um, but that's what I'm saying is I think when we think of Eagle, I'm thinking of him as like a 28, 29-year-old. Like, he's not even in his You're prime. You're thinking of him like that? <laughs> but not when I think of him just like, if I pick, if I look at Eagle, I know he's not. But like, when I'm thinking of him as a player, I'm thinking of him as a mature, like, in his prime player when it's like, he's yeah. still got like five years, so he's well, in his prime. It's, it's funny to think like you, you do think like uh, it's inevitable that Eagle is just going to have like this longest run of just dominance because you're like, oh my gosh, like. Paul and, and Ricky are going to get like old and Eagle's still going to be in his 
twenties, like and have. Well, when Paul's twenty eight, or when Eagles twenty eight, Paul will be thirty five. That's yeah. But the thing is, too, like you think about that, but then you're like, you know, within these next ten years, guys are going to burst onto the scene. That no, you've never yeah, heard absolutely. Of. It's just, it's crazy. I'm just, I just, it's. I've, I always, whenever I'm thinking of them, I put Paul, Ricky, Eagle in the same group when Eagle is significantly younger. Have you found anything yet, Connor? Uh, uh, there's not really anything for sure, but I think that he's 22. I think I looked this up. We did look this up a while ago. We couldn't find yeah. it anywhere. We just knew that in 2015, he was playing 15 and younger. Yeah, well, there's uh, this really funny... That's, that's all we were able to find. So I think he's a, 22. There's a Facebook account called Fake PDGA. Yeah. And they posted in tw- March 27th, 2020, the 21st birthday of Adam Hammes is canceled today due to COVID-19. So, so it okay. must have been a 21st birthday that day. Yeah. So that's... What, what year was that? Last so year. We're almost the, so we're almost so the yeah, same so age because he's, he's, so he's like March. 22. So I'm like a So he's a year older. younger than Adam Hammes. Or, or than Eagle McMahon. Yeah. So you're like the same age. Yeah. There you go. All right, let's get into a new new uh, segment here. Uh, you might have saw this on Instagram. If you're not following us on Instagram, check it out over at Foundation Disc Golf. Um, I put out a story, and I or I put out, yeah, actually an Instagram story, and I asked all of you to submit your best or weirdest disc golf story, and I was going to pick one, read it on here. I don't know if we're going to do this every week or like... Every other week or what we're going to do? I think we're probably going to get enough segments for the offseason that we can kind of like rotate, rotate them. them in and out, hear out what what are the favorites, like which are the ones I'm that you just need like, every I, time. I think every week I'm just kind of like put this out there and so I can get more stories and then if like one's funny enough. See if enough, there's one that's like legendary. Like this one isn't legendary, but like it's pretty funny. So let's we'll just see. see. This is from... <laughs> Connor and I haven't heard it. So. No, you haven't. <laughs> I told them they were not allowed to read the Instagram messages so that I could surprise them so with we'll the see. story. Like, Sorry, this is raw emotion you're about to see. Shock value is like what I this need. Is, this is from underscore JC Coates. JC okay. Coates. He said he was, playing at his, uh, he was playing at his home course in North Carolina, which is also a public park. A very public park. Oh, no. Had a drive land next to a tree. As he was waiting for his friends to finish their tee shot, they saw a man heading towards us. He stopped right at the tree where his disc had landed and was leaning on it. As I approached to get my disc, the man made some small talk and told us, hold on. and kept saying, this is my tree. This is my tree. Hold on. Go somewhere else. This happened for a couple minutes, and finally I assumed, this dude's on drugs. <laughs> so I said, sir, just let me grab my disc, and I'll go on my way. So I hurried to the tree and reached down while this man starts yelling at me. Oh my and lo and behold, that's when I see the steady stream. The man was oh. peeing right beside my disc. Oh. Thank goodness I didn't see anything, and my disc was dry. Not sure what the PGA rule is for that one, but I sure as heck know what the law says about it. That oh is my hilarious. gosh! I wish you. I imagine this dude if almost peed got peed on right in his disc. That's like that hilarious. I that uh. That's tough. That's funny. Still not an appropriate way to react to somebody running up on you while you're peeing is saying, "This is my tree. This is my." No, tree. that is a weird way. I would well, have been like, "Guys, the, I'm peeing right that's here." That's the. Yeah. That's because he was on drugs. I think that makes well, sense. Yeah. I understand. That's that. something you'd say if you were strung out. But and he peeing sounds a lot less crazy. Once you know he's peeing and saying this is my tree, yeah, like, less hold crazy, on. but still not a very yeah. good. Way. Maybe he was just really flustered, I think and then just, he was coming up and he was like, uh, this see, is my, "My tree, this is this I is uh, my tree." I immediately pictured it as like this guy was just extremely flustered because he's he's peeing and somehow no one knows he's peeing, and he's like, "Guys, I'm peeing <laughs> right maybe, here. Maybe, I am peeing. Maybe I'm this is my very, tree." I've had a very situation. It's similar situation to that happening. It's to me tough time. because I can't. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's tough because I can't picture like if it's like I don't know what y'all I'm are talking about, but maybe you'll just tell me later. I'm picturing. Two things right now. Either this tree is like in the middle of thick woods and this isn't that really that weird. Like this yeah. kind of happens. 
or it's like Peaksview Park and it's just like one a tree of the trees in the middle, in the of, middle of like a grassy fairway, then it's weird. So like, yeah, that is a valid point. Like if weird. he's walking on like a sidewalk and just stopped and leaned up against a tree to pee, then it's like, okay, then it's clearly, weird. but if, it, but if it, he's like yeah. deep in the woods and your disc happened to land on a random tree, he's like, guys, this is my tree. Go find someone else. And then, and then it's still weird because it's he said, still this a is weird thing tree. to say, <laughs> but it's a weird. little bit more understandable. I, that the situation I was in, I'll just give a brief synopsis of what happened. I found a disc on a course. Then whenever I was finishing the course, I saw a group going on hole one and they were like kind of like in this weird little path between hole one and hole two. So I saw a guy like kind of facing towards me. And so I started walking up and I was like, Hey man, did you lose a disc? And he's like, not hearing me just like on his phone. And, um, I kept on walking up and I was like, Hey, I I found this disc. And then he quickly turns around. And that's whenever I realized that he had been peeing facing me the whole time. (laughs) And that like, I, I just was like, just looking at his face. I just didn't see anything. So I didn't notice he was being, it was until he whipped around very quickly and started zipping up his pants that I was like, I walked up on this poor guy just peeing on the course. But it was his disc. So was it his tree? It, it w- he was not peeing on a tree. Oh. It was in the middle of a path. Those are his paths. That's his path. <laughs> I mean, that is just very bold. Yeah, peeing on the middle of a path. It's is. not typically a place that you would walk by, but I was cutting to hole one mm. because I heard them over there. So okay. I was just trying to be a nice guy and was in an uncomfortable situation. So I'll never do anything nice ever again out of spite. All I know is <laughs> whenever I pee, I'm just going to start yelling, This is my tree. My this is my tree. <laughs> this is my tree. Hey, what if he, my maybe tree. he was just like marking his territory? Maybe True. he said it wrong. Maybe it's a dog. Maybe and not he a guy. wasn't. He didn't start peeing until the, the, the guy landed. walked up. Once the disc the, landed on the tree, he was, he like, was like, "Oh frick! This is my property. I need to mark it." The disc doesn't know what's up. Mm. This so is my he's tree. like, "What if he's making eye contact with the guy and he's like, this is my tree. This is my tree.' And then he starts peeing. This is my tree. <laughs> that would be much weirder. This guy. He said he didn't. He didn't know he was peeing until he bent over to reach for the disc. Oh Which I mean, gosh. partially like you're a little unaware there. What was this guy's name? J.C. Crust? <laughs> Underscore J.C. Coates. J.C. Coates. I wasn't trying to make a choke. I just forgot his name. <laughs> Did you say choke? <laughs> I didn't mean to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there's the there's the disc golf story time. If you have stories, feel free to DM us on uh, Instagram or Facebook, and uh, you might hear yourself featured in one of these. Um, we, we greatly appreciate funny stories. That was fun. That was a good time. All right. Let's get into the fan favorite segment, Trevor's Trivia. All right. What you got what for us today, Trevor? Trevor? <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so what I have today, we're gonna we're gonna involve Connor a little more in the trivia Heck since yeah. we have some hey. more time in the off season episodes. So we think until we go on a tangent. Um, this this the name of this game, ready? Is called Is It Baseline? <laughs> <laughs> I love so that. So basically, I went through just the most obscure disc brands oh, that I've never heck heard yeah. of. And I've, I like written where down, this is going. I've written down plastic names. I'm going to ask each of you, is it baseline? <laughs> and you're going to tell me, you're going to have to tell me yes and no. And if for some reason, one of you knows the brand, you don't, don't guess it unless you know it. Cause you're not like it. You'd have to know to make a guess. Yeah. Okay. Then you get a bonus point. So, oh, if, if you say the disc, the, the, if you somehow say, if you like, somehow like oh, know that's brand. RPM disc. Yeah, whatever. And and if you guess wrong though, you lose a point. So Ooh, you really so need to make sure you know. Okay, okay. So only guess if you know it. Heck yeah. I like okay. this game. I like this game. And keep it's, track of your points because I'm not Wait, is it whoever says first? Do we have a buzzer? No, or no, something? no. I'm gonna ask each of you. No, we're gonna ask each of us different questions. No, no, no. Same question. 
So you're allowed to oh, agree. Oh, okay, okay. So I wouldn't. Oh, you're allowed to agree. Okay. I'm going to ask you, and you're first going to say yes or no, and then if you, because if you know the brand, save that until both people have given their I answer. Okay. So you don't give any I understand away. this. You better not be googling over there, Google boy. Yeah, no. I'm not. I'm not. Okay. I'm OBS. Okay. Your hands were on your computer. The I first. I'm the sorry. first name is Grip Performance. Is it Baseline? Hunter first. Grip performance is it's kind so of an ox, It's kind of an oxymoron. Because grip is like, oh yeah, performance. Grip's like, oh yeah, that's baseline. The performance, like, there's no way that's baseline. So I'm gonna say performance. I'm going to say no. Connor, grip performance. I'm gonna say yes. It is a baseline. Hold on, let me. Ask I want to explain like, my reason. Baseline would also include like all the like jawbreaker and yeah, stuff, yeah, right? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. My I'm reasoning. Gonna say yes, it's my baseline. reasoning for saying no is I think that grip is their baseline. And I think grip performance mm. is their premium. Ooh, that's well, pretty good. The answer is yes. Oh, it is ba- baseline. This is Daredevil Discs. Daredevil, really? Yeah. I even know Daredevil. I've never mm. heard of that. This is their so one nothing. Is that just like their base baseline or like can a special baseline? Can we all take a moment? Can we all take a moment to remember when Nico was sponsored by Daredevil? That's yeah. so cool. I remember his in the bag. I remember. He was throwing like the owl and stuff. Heck yeah. Or the I forget what it was. Okay, here is the next one. Do you want me to go first on this one? Yes. Okay. Max grip. (laughs) (laughs) Some of these are so funny. Max grip. Do these companies not have like a? I don't want to. I don't want to say my reasoning too much because I don't want to give Hunter good reasoning. But I'm gonna say it is not a baseline. I'm gonna say this is a this is a premium plastic. I'm gonna go the opposite of Connor here, like I did last time. I think it is a baseline. You can't call something max grip and not have it be baseline. There's no way. It's not a baseline. <laughs> oh, ah! this one's from this one's from Divergent Discs. Okay, all right. I saw. Wait, that I movie. need to have a word with you, Divergent. Yeah. I saw that movie. Okay, it's gonna get a little more confusing now because I'm pretty sure this is a different language. Um, <laughs> this one is just called Eka Plastic. E K K A Eka Plastic. Is it my turn to go first? Doesn't matter. I'm saying baseline easy. I'll go baseline too. Why not? Ride the wave. You're both wrong. Oh, dang it. Okay, this, that's one, fine. this one was from Fourth Circle Discs. Wow. Never heard Still of them. Don't do nothing to come. Fourth Circles. Okay, here, the next there's one. Four, there's whole, four whole four, circles. Fourth Circles. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that so funny? <laughs> well, it's just how you're saying it. <laughs> just say good. Fourth Circle. <laughs> you're going Fourth Circles. Fourth Circles. <laughs> like, just say Fourth. I, I just say fourth. He doesn't fourth. want to. Fourth. Okay, there you fourth. go. Okay, you're pronouncing fourth weird when you're saying fourth. <laughs> I don't even know. Okay. All right. Next. All right. Next one. Next one. The next one is called ground. <laughs> wait. 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 Though. How many? How many? Uh, I'm not gonna tell you. How many more do we have? Oh, there's like eleven in total. Oh frick. All right. Ground. I was just making sure that I have time to catch up. I feel like yeah, there's no two. way that ground isn't baseline plastic, but am I being tricked? I was going to say, but would Trevor put it on I the like, list if it was that obvious? I picked a lot of ones that sound obvious, and they kind of go both ways. I've know. got, I've got a little I? bit of a lead to work with. I'm up two, so I'm going to go with the maybe he's tricking me, and I'm going to say it's a premium plastic. I'm going to say it's baseline. Okay, This one is a baseline. Darn. Boom. Poop. From, from full turn discs. <laughs> full turn. Full, full turn. turn. Fully turn discs. Full turn. Uh, Never so go two full to one. turn. <laughs> All right, the next one. I'm losing my lead. Is E class? Oh my gosh. E class is baseline. You seem so confident. 
class. It's not a spelling bee. E class. E C L. I'm can going I, to say have a country of origin. I'm going to say it is a premium plastic. It is a baseline plastic. The Poop meteorite is big. in E class plastic, but I don't know what company that's from. Oh, oh. can I guess? No. Mm, I think uh, Hunter just gave away too much. Okay. Well, I'm just yeah. going to say, is it Franklin Discs? No. 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 Oh wait, no. It's, it's an uh, actual disc company. I just don't remember what yeah. it what it is. I gonna, just remember it. I remember the meteorite being it's Galaxy Discs. Galaxy, Galaxy Discs. That's yeah. it. That's I, I was wondering if you'd be able to get. I that. just remember the meteorite was E class. When you answered so quickly, I was like, I wonder if he's gonna know. No, I was thinking through really hard, and I could right. picture the disc, and I could picture the E class. I couldn't I'm picture. Very, all, are we tied up now? We're, we're all tied, tied up. up. We're I'm not up like upset. two snakes in a handbag. Okay, the next one is called bus. The next one is called Safety Line. What? <laughs> safety. There's better you ones. You can than dance that. if you want to. <laughs> the safety dance. Y'all ever heard the safety dance? Nope. Connor, surely you've heard the safety dance. Oh, I know that song. Okay. okay. <laughs> what are we thinking? Y'all yours. Safety. It was safety class? Safety, safety line. Safety, safety line. line. I like safety class better. Safety line. <laughs> So, I'm just going to have to talk out loud here for a second. Safety line. What if it's like safe D line? Oh, oh can, can it's you a spell pun? It? Can you spell it? It's spelled like safety. Oh, okay. So that, I was but what of, if that's what you're going for? That'd be cool. I don't know. Safety line. I'm going to have to say, because I've been sticking with it and I've been wrong every time, so I'm not going to learn from a mistake, and I'm going to say it's a premium plastic. Okay. okay. Um, I feel like it's like line. a grip-enhancing premium plastic it's like their g-star i'm trying to think of like if i'm a company what am i calling safety for and g-star kind of makes this really hard knowing that it exists because it's like a grip plastic that's premium well what i'm thinking is like safety I feel like i'm wrong now safety i'm thinking is like gummy <laughs> right yes which the question is like if it's a really flexible safety gummy plastic line. is that baseline or would trevor consider either. that premium like, well safety let's put line. it let me give you like a scale like elevation Our, interceptor like that's Would you consider premium. that baseline no, or premium? Baseline. R Pro, baseline, G Star, premium. That's like where my, my line is drawn. I'm going to bite my tongue on that one. I'm going to just go premium just so I match Connor. Oh, come I, on. I don't know what to do here. It is a baseline disc. Okay, that's oh, fine. Thank goodness. From Guru, thank you. <laughs> Guru Disc Golf. Guru. What are you thinking? What are you thinking, the, guys? Okay, all right. Here's the Here next one. How many more are there? Uh, five. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jeez, Trevor. I got a you bunch. popped off. Yeah. The next one is K1 you line. K1? K1 line. That is a premium plastic. No. Yes. No. <laughs> Frick. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> I think it's a premium plastic. Your turn. K1. I feel, for some reason, it sounds very much like a premium plastic. I would agree with that statement. So the more you think about it, the less it feels like a premium plastic, but it sounds immediately like a premium plastic, and I'm going to be boring and say it's also a premium plastic. And now, this oh, is oh, from... Oh, 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 oh. Connor, do you, know the, do you know who manufactures this? I know you're going to know. Yeah. I think So I want to make sure that Connor gets his chance to guess. But uh, if Connor guesses before me... No, no, no. I'm going to say... I'm going to ask him if he knows, and if he tells me he knows, we can figure something out, because I know you know. Okay. Do you know who it is, Connor? Remember, if you guess wrong, you get minus a point. I promise you Hunter knows. I do know. Unless I'm very confident for the wrong reason. I have two companies in my head. Let me just say Remember, my answer. if you guess you wrong... Yeah, you just, just say your <laughs> answer and then I'll say whether or not I know it. <laughs> if you guess wrong, you do lose a point. So you can just say, you know what, I'll, you know... Can you first tell us if this was... Because you're only going to... <laughs> if you don't guess and Hunter gets it, you're only going to lose one point, but you can lose two if you guess wrong. 
because you haven't lost a point on the on the original thing, and there's still four more. Left. I'm gonna I'm gonna not guess it. Hunter Castaplast. Dang it! Correct. I was gonna say Castaplast. <laughs> now, Correct. so because I've heard K1 Bergs, which makes me like really confused if it's premium or not. No, yeah, there's there's it's K1's premium. What'd you say? We both yeah, said the same thing. Okay, same that's fine. Thing. So I just get a point. So I'm up yeah. one. That is, I was gonna say Castaplast, but it I wasn't confident. Now I am going because the comments are gonna comments are gonna say I could do this, and I understand I could do this, but I'm gonna choose not to for the sanctity of the game. Because I'm up one, so I could just park the bus here. But yes. I'm not going to. There's four well, more yeah. left. I'm saying like I could just like oh, every yeah, time yeah. just try to match Connor. Well, true. I, uh, I was two up. I could have done that too. No, we both could have, but for the sanctity really, of the game, would, yeah. I'm gonna say just what I truly think. The rules. I, I love you, Hunter. Okay. I appreciate you. If it really came down to that, I'd probably Jerk. switch to a, if it came down to that. Well, we've been rotating back and forth. I would have, it's not, yeah. I would have switched to a buzzer technique for the last one. We've, we've both been going back and forth. I'm just a master game first, master. So game master. Yeah. So it's your... Okay, the next one, first. this is one of my favorites. This one is called Fossil Fuel. Oh, I <laughs> love that. That's such a good name for a plastic. Fossil heck? Fuel. Baseline. Hunter. Okay. It, just do I'm what you going, genuinely I'm going think. a two for one here. Oh goodness. I'm going I'm going its baseline. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And do you have a get do you know? Do you think you know who the the uh manufacturer is? Fossil fuel. Fossil fuel. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm and I'm saying it's reptilian disc golf. Wow. That's correct. Wow. So now it's Hunter's up two now. Well, was it also baseline? Yes. Oh, sweet. Well, you got that point. Yeah. yeah. So Hunter's that was up, very Hunter's impressive up two Hunter. with three to play. Well, I mean, fossil fuel. It sounds it sounds very much it's like very it's, much yeah. reptile. Yeah. So I was like, reptilian's got to be the only company out there. Darn, doing this. darn! I just got pooped. So I'm up two. I have to double check something really quick because ba, 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 ba. I think I may have either misspelled something or made something up. I'm crazy. <laughs> well, no, yeah, like I either I. Hold on. Everybody, please hold. Connor, so tell hungry. a story why I looked this up. <clears throat> One time, I was playing disc golf in a in a public park, a very public park, and I okay. <laughs> when okay. I so when I was I got a young it. boy, I got it. my father he took me into the city all to right. see this marching band. I don't even know what you guys are talking. All about. right, all right, everybody, sit on the edge of my seat. All right, right now. atomic, <laughs> atomic, is the next plastic. I, I like somehow typed this in as at momic. So I'm gonna I was say, like, what did I do? You, it is your turn. It's my turn. It is your turn. I think Atomic's a premium plastic. I think it's premium. I was also gonna say that it's premium plastic because I believe that too. it is. But, but there's still two more to play. Yeah, okay. that's what I don't okay. want. I don't okay. want to give up another one. I'm gonna say it is a premium. Anybody plastic. have a? Anybody want to guess the manufacturer? Atomic. I feel like it the, really does fit greatly I, into the the axiom and MVP thing, but I know it's not that. Yeah, but it, it fits well in there. So I'm not I'm not gonna guess. I think it's kind of bizarre. It actually was an axiom plot. I'm just kidding. Oh my god! I was god. Say, I was gonna slap from, you. It's from RPM. RPM. Oh, okay. Is, okay. Okay. Yeah. Was it premium? It was premium. That's what we said, right? Yeah. Yep. Yes. That's All right. I know <laughs> more, we right? both were kind of like, wait, what? This one, the next one is category three. <laughs> <laughs> that is a baseline, and I think I know the company. Oh my goodness! I was so confident. I feel intimidated. <laughs> uh, category three premium. Well, it sounds like he knows. I don't. I don't know the. I you think. Said I think I know the. Company. I'm going to say premium. I said baseline. Okay. 
And uh, well, do you wait, think you know it? who it is? No, I, what, what, I'm what not going to tell you that. First off, I'm not going to tell you that if you're going to. Well, I'll tell you because it, I need to decide if I'm going to guess it. It's premium. Okay, so oh, I'm not going to guess. Heck yeah, I'm not going to say you're officially not getting a point for the guess. But what were you going to guess? Tornado throw. No. What storm disco? I've never even heard of that. So Connor is down one with one to play. Uh, <laughs> Brody just randomly walked in the door and Trevor said it. He goes, Oh, I got some storm. <laughs> I guess they sent him some All stuff. Right, this is the last one. Last wait, so it's one point separate. Yes. Yeah. See, that's it, why I wasn't gonna guess, because we could be tied up. Is, yeah, true. This one is called landslide. Landslide. The last is it me one. or you? I'm gonna go first okay. and I am going to say it is mm. I have my guess locked in. In my head, I have locked in, so I don't care what you say. I'm saying the same thing either way. So do you want me to go first? Well, you're saying the same thing as me? No, I'm saying I I think I know what it is. Okay. I, I don't know the company or anything, but I'm gonna guess one way, regardless of what you guess. So well, then if I we guess the rather same, you just okay, go. I'm first. saying baseline. Oh poop! That's what I was gonna say. It just sounds very baseline. It sounds very baseline. But that's why I wanted to say it. But because, like, like I didn't want you to say baseline, then I say baseline, and I just like looks like I'm trying to win. Landslide. Well, then I'm, I, you're only shot at winning I mean, to say yeah, premium. Yeah. So I'm gonna. Well, say, unless you could guess the company. Oh, landslide. that is true. Unless you guess the company. Landslide. I'm gonna guess is the plastic is landslide. It's a premium plastic by the company Landslide. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna say it's a premium plastic. Hope to tie it up here. It is a baseline plastic. Well, from Wild Discs. Wild Discs. Never even heard of them. Well Here's played. Well I played. I never heard Thank of Wild Discs either, but they like name their discs after animals and then they like explain things about the animal. It's almost like a Wikipedia page for the animal. It's pretty That's interesting. Fun. It's kind of fun. The heck just happened? What on earth is that alien noise? I think the GH. Did GH4 just go off too? Huh? Yep, it sure did. Might have died. Doesn't matter. Okay. We're going to move into a new segment. <laughs> Are they drilling into the wall? I guess they're drilling into the wall behind us. That's definitely what's going on. Yeah. Uh, we're going to move into a new segment called What's in Your Bag? So, essentially... Are we just going to... I think we should just call it In the Bag. In the Bag. Fine. Welcome to In the Bag. <laughs> like, what's in Your Bag sounds like a game show. In the Bag sounds like a segment. All right. Welcome to In the Bag. In the, in Not the bag, to like, kill the vibe. Hey, vibe killed. Okay. In the bag. Basically, what we're going to do here is each week that we do this segment. I want to. I can't wait to watch the confusion on our face as we heard that. <laughs> because <laughs> I thought we were about to get I thought we were dying. <laughs> yeah. uh, each week, we're going to have a different prompt for what we're putting in our bag. So, in the bag. Uh, this week is of the Bad Breaks edition. So, basically, it's going to be a snake draft. Uh, I don't know how we're going to decide who goes first, but um, each person's going to get to pick four items that they put in their bag. Four bad breaks that they put in their bag. And then we're going to leave it up to you to decide who won. We're going to put a poll up over on our Griplocked Twitter. Uh, we'll have a graphic that shows you what's in each of our bag. You vote for who had the best. We're going to keep a record of this. And the loser... There's nothing for the loser. No, we're no the loser will have to do something for the winner. Should we do like an overall loser for yeah. like the off season? No, that's what I'm saying. We're keeping okay. track of this the whole off okay, season. Okay, okay, okay. The winner, the we we didn't plan this part clearly. We'll figure it out though. <laughs> no, we're we're, we're putting maybe they'll have to now. like cook them dinner. The loser Something has like to that. cook and serve the winning winning person and their wife dinner. That's a great tuna hunter. Oh yeah. Anyways, <laughs> no, so a meal, of, a of meal the person's of their choice. choice. Yeah, they have to, they have to I, I kind of hope. I kind of hope Hunter wins if I have to cook because I'm just making chicken tenders. The, <laughs> Connor the winner, wins. It's gonna be like some kind of fancy choose, steak souvé or yeah, something. The winner gets to choose their meal, and the loser has to cook and serve it to 
the okay. winner and their wife. That's fun. That's a good that's, one. That's a very fun. Idea. Um, All right. So who's going first? I think I think what we'll do is uh, fine. I'll go first. Typically, <laughs> I think we'll have the winner decide the order of the draft because not going first isn't always the best, like in the snake draft. But we'll have Brody decide it. Brody, what's the, right. the order of the draft? What's the order of the draft? Who's it's a snake draft. Connor Trevor Hunt. Okay, I'm in the middle. It's like not a All good All right, place I like this because I can start off with a one that's very relatable and then I can see, kind of feel out for the rest of the offseason to see if my other technique is going to work out. Also, you guys picking are picking absurd funny things. Yes. Yeah. You guys are not going to be able to see me because that other camera died, which is fine. Um, I think the them drilling through the wall killed it. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> if our audience is going to be like, is it actually going to pick like which are the most relatable or if they're just going to pick whoever has the most says the most absurd things. Like, I don't know. We're when you're, find I'm out. Start it off when you're on the course and you slip on a cow turd, like, ah, uh, so I'm, funny. That's, happened that's to me before. What, come on, man. That's what I was going <laughs> to say. literally that. happened to me before. It has happened to me. My too. first one is going to be a chain out. It was spit out. Sorry. Spit out. Spit whoa, whoa. A spit, spit out. out. A spit, spit out. out. Language in, in these can be important. Yes, because a chain out is like you went, that's not that right or left. So you're saying yeah. a spit out. Spit out is like you put. A spit out or f- spit through? A spit out. Dear Lord. If no, it goes through, <laughs> it still goes out. If it goes through, it's still out. That's yeah. Tough to argue with that. No one. I had both. I had chain out and spit through on my list. So I was just. So like, I'm, I was saying like have, a chain out is like you, like for an ace or for a throw in. Like it just that hits it too true. hard and bounces that is a valid out. It's point. not unfortunate. Yeah. It just it just happened. Yep. Your sp- it spit out is like it got in the basket out is like, and then was you out of felt the like it was a very good putt. You were but it wasn't you a were perfect like, putt. You were almost to the point where you're like I'm ready to pick up my mini, yeah. but it it that is you probably look like, up and it's on the ground. That is probably like number one bad yeah. break for yeah. sure. So I just want to go and steal that was that my one one as well. We got Connor. Spit out. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and take probably the the obvious two pick here, which is the roll away. Yeah, the roll away. Obviously, like you throw a good shot, and then all of a sudden, I think rollaways are worst whenever it's a, whenever it's probably they're the worst whenever you miss a putt, and then, actually, it's honestly it's worse when you miss a putt, have the chain out or spit out happen to you, and then roll like right back to where you just putted from. Mm-hmm. But rollaways just stink because they just it's just luck. Rollaways do suck. Um, so I get to pick two now. Yeah. So first one, uh, going with a tree kick ob. Tree okay, kick OB. that stinks. I hate that. But he threw a bad shot, though. How much of a bad break is that? Because the bad break is that it went OB. Yeah, it could have kicked left It could have kicked right. anywhere. Okay. It, picture the, I'll put you in a scenario for mine. Okay? Put in a scenario. We're both on the same card. Yeah. You step up. You get a tree kick. You threw a worse shot farther off the fairway. Yep, yep, you get yep, a tree yep. kick. You're right, in the middle of the fairway. Right. Right. I pulled like six inches off the fairway. It's kind of like the wrong side of the tree type yeah, thing. Yeah, I pulled six yeah. inches off the fairway. Boom, mine kicks over. That is true. That is the worst. When somebody that or sucks. when somebody just throws way bad and they get super like they just get the back door that And you have to find there. a way to act like you don't hate that person. Yeah, yeah like and like, I want to punch you. You just yes. want to say something right now. You just want <laughs> You want to say something under your breath like, "Oh my gosh, this guy's getting so lucky." But Yeah, you but you, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a good one. That's so, a good tree one. kick OB. So that's whenever you just say, "The course loves you" because it kind of gets out the fact that you're like, "You lucky piece of crap." <laughs> yeah. And my second one is this can apply to putts or th- or drives, uh-huh. but okay. getting lifted by the wind. Lifted? Mm. Getting lifted. Wind lift. Okay. Wind lift. So, like, you throw your shot. It seems like a decent shot. The wind just... Whoosh, and next yeah. thing you know, that sucker's hyzer into mm. the middle of the lake. So, or I'm throwing a 30-foot putt. It looks perfect out of my hand. And next thing you know, whoosh, and then yeah. So that Okay, so that takes me to my next pick. And my, actually, is getting dropped by the oh, wind. Oh, the opposite. I think getting dropped Ooh. is a bummer because... You get lifted, I feel like nose angle has a I'll lot say to this. do with that. I'll say this in defense of mine. Getting lifted, you're going to most likely end up in a worse spot than if you got dropped. Drop mm. is safe, lift is OB. Lift is terrifying. 
I'm just saying lifted it. I think it's, I think getting dropped. Water. I think getting dropped is more frustrating. I think when I get it's more demoralizing. I yes. think when I get lifted, a lot of times I blame it on myself. When I get dropped out of the end, a lot of times I'm like I just threw a perfect shot. And but wouldn't gets, you say that the nose I'm, angle is the same if you're getting dropped or lifted? Just I, depends on the wind. I'm just dropped telling it, you, in my experience, it. I get more frustrated. I think that I threw a good shot when I get dropped. When I get lifted, a lot of times I blame it on myself. Maybe that's just me. But I, I hate throwing the 200-foot upshot that's an easy up and down. You throw it perfect out of your hand, and about 75 feet there, it just gets slammed into the ground. They're both demoralizing. I just, I like getting dropped more because I'm like, well, I think it's at least more, I got a 50 foot. It's more safe, Versus but it's more I throw my 200-foot upshot, and I'm like, well, frick, now I'm in the woods, even though I throw a perfect upshot. That's a fair argument. That's, that's, all, right. that's all I'm saying. But and you also, also have the back and second I pick. also when you get when you're putting and you get dropped, you have to hear it slam into the cage. That also stinks. My yeah. situation, I'm going to keep it a little bit tame, but I always hate whenever this happens. Whenever you just happen to forget your deep bug spray and you're 40% deep and then you get bit by a tick and then you get alpha gal, <laughs> and you can no longer eat that savory beef jerky while you're on the course. That is a bad break. And I'm throwing everything worse if I'm not uh, eating man, my jerky. Man, a vote for this guy's list is a vote against alpha gal, though. That's a pretty bold stance to take. No, it's not. A g- yeah, it sucks. I hate alpha gal. That sucks. I hate man. it when that happens. What do you can have- we? Can we like? Uh, is that gonna be allowed in this segment? We can just what's, gaslight, what's take other help? people's situations. I'm saying I hate that situation. I hate it too. I hate that I that whenever you can't eat. How relatable is that though? It's not very relatable. Uh, see, I'm, I don't no, know. I'm pretty, it, right, I'm it's pretty about, related to Connor's no, story. I'm right saying now. to the people to the people <laughs> listening, I bet you a lot more people have chained out than got an alpha gal. Yeah, but I, I hey, I don't hey, that's just my situation. Hey, Come that's on. That's his man. pick, man. Come yeah, on. This is personal. I'm not mad about it. I'm just, this is personal. I'm mad that you took my pick, but <laughs> okay. it wasn't on my list. I just say it's never happened to me personally, but I've got a close friend that's happened to. And you got you go twice now. Okay, yeah, yeah. All right, this, this is my third one. We have four? Yeah. We're doing four? Yeah. Shoot. Um, let, me pick, let me pick a simple one. Okay, I'm going to say, I'm going to pick a unfortunate lie. How, do, how, would, I, how would I explain that? So I like, don't know. How do you, you throw a perfect it? drive. <laughs> you tell me. You throw a perfect drive, but you happen to land like- Oh, like under a, a picnic table. Yeah, you got yeah, to pick yeah. something specific here because I might have things okay. on my How list. How about okay. under a picnic table? All right, uh, let me then let, give me just a second. Because I there like I've got one that pertains to that. Okay. Then you land in mud. Okay. Okay. That's valid. Yes. That's fair. That's Whatever, valid. It looks a like slippery a perfect, lie. That's a perfect throw. Yeah, I'm gonna say slippery lie. You throw what looks like a perfect throw and you land in a slippery spot. That does stink. And you're like, I was really excited because I could throw my second shot and get my birdie here, yeah, you but throw now a stand I have still. to throw a standstill, and it sucks. That is, that is a, that very is a bad good race. pick. That does stink. That's the worst. It's almost as bad as Alpha Gal. My, almost. My next pick is getting nubbed. You throw a putt. <laughs> listen. Walk us through this. Listen. You th- I didn't even hear what he said. <laughs> what did you say? He said, that's never happened to me. It has. You throw a putt, it goes over the front edge of the, the cage, and the nub catches the oh. back of the disc and shoots it back out of yeah, the basket. Yeah, getting nubbed sucks. It is one of the... That's that's Dude, what it is. Your shirts say get nubbed. <laughs> I'm just telling you, that's one of the most frustrating things ever, because that it putt is, it is. looks like it's going in, Absolutely. it catches the nub, and shoots it straight out of the basket. I hate when that happens. That's one of the more frustrating things that ever happens to me. That is frustrating. Do I pick twice now? Yes? Yes. Yeah, so I pick, pick these, are my, these are my last two. Yeah, the last okay. two. 
First one is uh, similar to Connor's situation, but slightly different. So you throw a great drive and you land in a casual creek. And you have to make the decision between standing in the creek and getting mm. your feet wet or taking casual relief 200 feet back down the fairway. That does stink. Ooh. And you're taking the you're taking the, the wet feet, too. Yeah, you got to take the wet feet. You know but you, you have that moment where you walk up and you're like, how much do I care about this round? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, having to decide that casual relief, I hate that. Last one, um, maybe some random scenario. Like... Let's just say you oh happen gosh. to be warming up for a tournament at Elk Creek. Uh, you step up to, let's say, a random hole, like hole four, maybe, and you pull out a, I don't know, a Casey Pro Rockets beaten to perfection that you've had for like three years. It's red, it's gorgeous, gorgeous and you pull it into a tree before a tournament and it shatters. You shatter Something like a that. disc. Something that like is that. A, that is a bad break. That's the worst break I've ever had in disc golf. My favorite Literally mid-range broken. of all time. I was warming up for a tournament. I was playing through the first few holes. You played five holes. You were back to start. I'm on hole four of that five-hole loop warming up. Pull, it's a technical course. I, I threw this disc on like every on single every tee. every hole, yeah. Pulled it into the tree right of the tee, and it shattered into like six pieces about 20 minutes before we started the round. That is a, that is a bad that is the worst. That was the worst break I've ever had in my life. That's rough. And I had to act like it wasn't to me because I might cry. All right. My last one. <laughs> is that should what I, you were crying about earlier? Should I make myself cry? Yeah, I read the list. <laughs> I read, the, I read the list. It reminds eyes, you. Your eyes are watering I'm so to make my, much. I'm gonna try right to make now. myself cry. I, you want me to make you cry? <laughs> it's working. This is not really helping the audio listeners. No, you right keep, you, keep, you keep going. Okay, <laughs> you so, keep working on that. Oh, there's a tear. I'm so oh uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm so uncomfortable right now. All right, my last one. I'm kind of between two. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna go with this one though. My last one is the bad ground play when you're going for a skip. Uh-huh. So either you, just hit a you either hit and get no skip, like the ground just eats it alive, or you like catch that flare skip that sends you like 150 feet left. Back to the future. Yeah, when, you know? you, when you're just trying to play a normal skip <laughs> shot and you just get the worst reaction off the ground, especially when the guy before you or after you does the same thing and gets perfect ground play. Yeah. Or yeah, you catch a rock or a root. Bad ground action, that's my, that's my final pick. That's a good. That's a good pick. My pick is going to be. Whenever you, um, <clears throat> whenever you, miss a pretty like a, a pretty not super difficult putt. Yeah. And so like out of frustration, you're just letting your frustration out a little bit, and you just like give the ground like a little punch, and then you just happen to break your hand, and then you have to play the rest you of guys, let's say USDGC. You guys have really not caught the essence. And of let's this, say like it's like, game. and your name just happens All to be of mine Eagle did except McMahon. For my KC Pro Rock. Uh, yeah, I know, but I'm just saying, like, you, you guys are naming things that have literally only happened once ever. No, but okay, my notably. real my real thing is the KC Pro Rock, like a, a disc you shattered. Yeah, no, that that's, that's at least valid. Yeah, like, that's only re- happened a, oh, once. Explain a worse break to me than whenever you punch the ground, break. That's your not hand. really a bad break though, because you did it to yourself. <laughs> that is also could've, valid. You could you could have not hit. You could have not broken your hand. Like, yeah, you but point Connor back to Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> the KC Pro okay. Rock, you could have not I'm a, thrown I'm gonna, into a tree. I'm gonna stop talking because, like, I know I'm just gonna get <laughs> not get voted for picking like the the list that like is like what I thought this was about. One was one was on mine that was gonna be my last resort if I had to use it. it was similar to Connor's, which is like a purely my decision, which was not bringing rain gear to a rain round because that's not really a bad break because you made the decision. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say well, the bad break. It's kind is, of a bad it break. Started raining. Yeah, no, it is a bad break. I was if surprised it, like, no one said weather. You could have said like if like it's not in the forecast and it. But rains. I'm saying like that's a de- yeah. But I just said not bringing rain. My honorable. I think mention, that's kind of similar to Connor's of like it's a decision I made. 
also kind yeah. of a bad break. The other like, one, the decision he made was to punch the ground. Bad decision, yeah. bad break is the bone in his hand. Yeah, it's a bad break. Yeah, I've my, punched the ground in a tournament before and thought I broke my hand and almost DNF'd. The other one I was between was when that you get when you get like pinned behind a tree and so you can't like you throw a perfect drive and there's just like a tree in the middle of the fairway and then you can't yeah. throw a full shot without smashing yeah. your hand into a tree. Yeah, that's the one I was. That's tough. All That's right, tough. so there you go. There's the in our what? What did you say it was called? In the bag. In the, in the bag. bag. In the Very bag. Relatable. In the bag. Everybody stuff. I yeah. just want you to know though, like when you pick something like. Th- just saying, when you pick something that's like super long winded, when you, you have to, when you have to type that into a list for I already our picks, thought about mine. Yeah, I know, same. but when you type shattering disc, no, 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 breaking hand, right? So like that's gonna it's gonna Alpha be, gal. when people are just looking at that list and they haven't listened to the podcast. They listened. You've all listened. A lot of the voters haven't. <laughs> You're here. This is you. It's, Everybody raise your hand. They're if gonna just they're podcast. gonna see. Look bro- at them. Look at all the hands up. <laughs> they're gonna see broken hand and be like, what does that even mean? Because they don't. I'm not gonna just say broken hand. Yeah, well. Yeah, it probably will because it has to be short enough to fit into a little I'm making, list. I'm making I'll fit the, it in there. I'm making the graphic. Yeah. Well, then that's not fair. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, that's why you like, I'm just going to uh, stop That's what talking. I'm saying. Shattering disc, breaking hand. People will know. No, they head won't. over to... <laughs> Well, you should have thought of that before you freaking yeah, like that's you why told me that. That's why you, you got to pick things that are like relatable. Is that so? Head over to our Twitter uh, at GripLockedPod if you want to let your opinion be heard on who won this week's in the bag, and uh, we'll be back with another topic for discussion i don't know if we'll do it next week i don't know when we're back i'm confident i want to i want to hear everyone's opinions on these new segments uh final thing to wrap up the show a little college disc golf action uh last weekend we had the winston-salem ram qualifier we had unc charlotte i was born in winston-salem were you really yeah did you play the qualifier no demon deacons okay uh unc charlotte took it down in a playoff over clemson nc state came in third unc charlotte had some familiar names on there brandon robertson was back He's back. He's back. Huh. <laughs> assuming, it, assuming it's the same Brandon Robertson. Has to be. Uh, he was back playing. And then we had the Cincinnati Collegiate Qualifiers coming up this weekend. It looks like University of Cincinnati is the heavy favorites in that one. But it's a pretty stacked field. There's a lot of, lot of teams there. So we'll be sure to keep you updated on that. And I'm hoping that the College Disc Golf comes out with their updated rankings soon. Because, like for instance, Uni- University of Cincinnati is like 11th. NC State, I think, was like in the top five. But then UNC Charlotte wasn't on the list, and Clemson was in like 18th. But UNC Charlotte and Clemson just beat NC State at this last weekend. So I want some updated ratings. Mm. I want to know the story. Yeah, give me the real top. You know, top ten. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, this is perfect timing to end the podcast because they literally just started hammering the wall behind us. I think they're applauding. Yeah, they're they're clapping for us. Give it up. Come on. Give up. All just right. quit. All right, that's going to wrap it up. Uh, if you are interested in tuning in to the Bogey Bro banter about to film that, that's over on Patreon, patreon.com slash foundationdiscoff. Link should also be in the description down below if you want access to uh, every single week we do the Bogey Bro banter, and you'll have access to all of the past ones, plus an exclusive monthly video that comes out every month. And also be on the lookout for our fall line coming up pretty soon. Pretty excited about that. And we also are launching our second channel, Foundation Nation. You've you might have seen some stuff on there before. We've done some vlogs, some random stuff on there. But it has a new life, a new form, which is uh, pretty excited. You'll see a new video coming out there next week, as well as, you might have already seen this, uh, we're starting to do weekly disc reviews mm. on another new channel called Foundation Disc Off Reviews. So if you like reviews... All kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff going down. If you like reviews and you like uh, to kind of hear about discs before you pick them up... Uh, hopefully we'll become your one-stop shop for that as well. Other than that, we will talk to you all next week.